0: Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity,
1: so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treezy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman.
0: And I'm Young Leezy.
1: And we are the Kind of Movie Critics. Um, probably the least reliable podcast <laughs> in terms of episodes output on planet Earth. Uh, what say you about that, Martin?
2: Uh, yeah i mean yeah pretty much but don't
3: we have like 80 episodes or some nonsense
1: something like that yeah, yeah
3: so uh, we, we, we got a yeah, lot but of we've episodes we've been doing
0: this for three years yeah, <laughs> yeah but i mean
3: we've been you know we have a you know we got numbers on the yeah, board so they're just not
1: so when, you hit, when you hit the divided by we're looking real bad <laughs> you know what i mean looking real bad here but uh <laughs> Nonetheless, though, the, the, the content's on point, and that's all that matters here in this podcast world. The content is on point. How y'all feeling, man?
3: I'm feeling really good. I've been watching a lot of content, so I've been I've just been feeling really pleasant.
1: Yeah, really pleasant. I like your word choice there. I try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we missed so many things, I think, uh, since the last time, and one of the biggest ones being the, uh, the Oscars, right? The Oscar noms? Didn't they come out? Um, oh no, that's the Grammys. That's Grammys, how terrible yeah, I am. Grammys came out. <laughs> I, I could tell by all y'all's faces I was way off. And I was like, huh? "I thought you were
2: going to say the election."
1: Oh yeah, no, no, no. We, we ain't going to talk about that. You know how we feel about that here. There's plenty of <laughs> other deep dives everywhere else. But um, you said you've been watching a lot of content, Corey. Man, what's the what's the illest thing you've been watching? Oh, uh, I
3: started watching Euphoria. Um, Ooh. really, really. Glad that I've started watching that. Um, you know it's bad when HBO gives you a a, a warning in the front of the episode. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, other than that, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. Um, it really makes me want to be a better uh, content creator, um, considering all the stuff that I'm seeing in the show. It's, it's just really dope. They did a really good job with that.
1: Yeah. There's there's some there's some shots in that show. that I'm just like, ooh, whoa. you know, that camera work is crazy.
3: If anybody if if there's a behind the scenes, I don't know if y'all remember in the pilot when they did the rotating room, mm-hmm. but
0: I didn't figure that one out either. But
3: see, it's not the room part; it's how everybody else stayed in their position. Correct. Like the, I know how they do the room, but I can't figure out for the life of me how they kept everybody else, you know, not looking like they were upside down. So that was a crazy shot. Yeah.
0: I I'm, I'm wondering if they were like green screened in behind. It was just a hell of a great green screen. Like
3: my theory was that is that I think I think maybe they they did it twice or and and there there's some composite work. Um I'd even maybe say that she's green screen. And but but it's seamless though. I've watched it a few times and mm-hmm. in in the middle is where it gets a little like that she may not be there like they it got a little loose but the beginning and the end you can tell she, it's it's pretty seamless so
1: yeah man it's a great show you for you man I, I i can't wait till you get to how how far along are you into it
3: um i just wrapped episode five so i got six okay. seven and eight and then coincidentally um the new season i or something's coming out on the six i think of december
1: Something? What do you mean something?
3: Um, I saw on IMDb. There was a preview called like special. It was like special episode preview. Uh, and then um, IMDb says season two comes out December six. So I got oh, really, whoa. I got really lucky. I didn't even know that that was happening. So.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I didn't even, I didn't even realize the second season was coming out that soon. But that uh, I'm in it to win it if it does.
3: Yeah, man. And then um, what else I watched? Uh, I watched The Invisible Man. Um, that was. Quick little hour and a half, entertainment.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it, a lot better than you thought, wasn't
3: it? A lot better than I thought. Much, yeah. much better than I thought. And then I remembered, um, I, I didn't know it was directed by um, the guy who did the original Saw, which mm-hmm. I've always felt like that dude has a good grasp on horror. Was it and, Lee
1: Unnel? Isn't
3: it? Yeah. The uh, yeah. Um, and considering it's not really a horror movie, you know, like it's, but it, it taps into the horror genre. Um, Mm -hmm. and I agreed with Chandler, like that opening scene is, is really, really dope and it was done very well and edited very well. And, you know, I always think that's really interesting when you can take something and make it into a horror like, and it's not horror. I mean, at the end of the day, she's just leaving a house, you know? Right. So, you know, and I said the same thing recently, me and Martin were talking about Chernobyl and there's an episode, there's a scene in Chernobyl that is edited like a horror movie, but it's, it's not you know about a monster or a villain. You know it's about this environmental thing. So,
1: right, yeah, that's dope, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but
3: other that's than that, up. yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been cruising,
1: cruising. eh what's up with you, Mark? What you been watching?
2: Um, the last thing I saw. Well, obviously I've been watching Fargo. I think Fargo is about to end or whatever. I forgot.
3: I haven't watched. Yeah, Fargo's dope. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think it's all right. Oh, I what you don't it. like? I don't Mark? think Chris Rock is a good actor. Man. Yo, he's
3: not. Chris Rock is the weakest part of this season. <laughs> yeah. He's the worst part.
1: <laughs> he may be the weakest part of the season, but this is his best role ever, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, sure. I, don't know. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, Are you, you're just, saying
2: this he, this character is better than I mean, than the bit parts he's played, like I'm gonna get you sucker, better than C B four, better than like yeah. as far as more memorable.
1: Um, I think just like the, no, not most memorable. I think this is the biggest stretch for him in terms yeah, of the case. Yeah, his I would show say is this range, in top yeah. five.
2: I would say mm-hmm. this in top five are probably like yeah. that. But. And Fargo's
1: good with that, man, because I'm telling you, y'all already know what I'm going to say. Bokeem. It was the same Don't thing. Don't you do it. it, Cut gave it Bokeen, out. Fargo gave yeah, Bokeem his it best it. look. <laughs> but but I, I will tell you this
3: yeah. I, I actually will I agree Bokeen with you that Bokeem did a good job. Um, Thank you. But like Chris Rock is not doing a good job. Chris Rock is just there, he's there and he's yeah. reading lines.
1: Well, Chris Rock is a stand-up comedian, man. He's not really like an actor.
3: And Bokeem you know is I mean? a terrible actor. So I mean, if <laughs> if Fargo can get Bokeem to greatness, then you know. And then we've always kept talking that Fargo has this thing with actors and and really puts them in a place that takes them above what they're normally doing. And Chris Rock just is—he's not it. So I, he's stretching.
2: You like it as much as you do because, like, I think Boardwalk Empire, like, the stuff they do with Chalky White is a lot of times better than, than what they're doing in this season.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. I like the character of Chalky better than Lloyd Cannon. But, but you know, we're talking about it just in terms of, you know, that property. You know, yeah. Fargo is doing so much. And this is just contained to one season where Boardwalk Empire had, what, four seasons,
2: right. five seasons?
1: Yeah. You know, so, so of course, you know, Chalky's is going to be way more developed and way more nuanced than what Loy is. But um, well,
2: I mean, just the way they 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 develop like race, doing like I guess Boardwalk Empire is like the 20s because it's Prohibition, I think. But mm-hmm. the way they uh, talked about race, I think they do it a lot better in Boardwalk Empire, with in the way they explore that with different characters and stuff like that.
1: Mm. Okay, well, I ain't mad at you, man. And then regionally is different too, you know. Boardwalk Empires, yeah. you know, East Coast, Northeast Coast. But and, uh, there are there me. are
2: characters I love this season, like Zelmaire is probably my favorite character this season. Yeah.
1: You know what's crazy is until you said it, I didn't really pay that much attention to her. Then after you said it, I was like, no, I totally get it. She's she's really dope. Her character yeah. is really dope.
3: Who are y'all referring to?
1: That's the, uh, the aunt, aunt, the crazy
2: aunt who's like... Oh, the know. crazy aunt? Okay. Yeah. 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 Ethel, Ethel Rita's aunt, yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, You know, I, I love Dr. Senator, man, or loved Dr. Senator, yeah. if you haven't yeah, watched for Yeah, Dr.
2: Senator. <laughs> the nurse is dope, too, to me. Oh, um, yeah. I thought she was a good character, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yo, I, did, did I tell you... Well, I told Corey this, but do you... All right, so Lloyd Cannon's son, right? Satchel Cannon? Do you know... Do you? Who do you think he is, or do, do have you put any thought into that,
2: Martin? Oh, you're talking to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. who do I who do I think he is?
1: Yeah. Well, did you put any thought into Satchel Cannon?
2: Satchel Cannon. Yeah. Not what as the actor, who the actor is.
1: No, the character in the show. I don't know. Yo, Satchel Cannon is Mike Milligan bo okay, F- from keems character from season two. S- really? So,
0: so is this set in a different time period? Is set before the previous season?
1: Yeah, it, well, are you uh, are
0: you supposed to know that?
1: You're,
3: you, well, know you know, the, t- you know it's in a different time period, but you, you don't know if this is a theory that they're the same person.
1: Yeah, this is a theory. See, so yeah, you know, uh, have you been keeping them before? I go easy. You're talking no, about I the haven't. youngest son, right? Not, okay. I'm not
0: watching it till it's over.
1: Right, yeah, the I am gonna watch this season, Mark. but oh, okay. fuck
0: season two and fuck Bokeem Woodbine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the reason, the only reason why I bring it up is because Fargo does this thing, where it ha- you can tell all four seasons their anthology, but they're in the same world and they always make these small connections. So, like, there was a connection between season one and season two, but mm-hmm. they never really talked about it. It just, it was just there. So, I think the connection between season two and season four is Satchel Kennedy. Yeah, his, his the youngest son that he traded over cuz I remember always thinking to myself like yo isn't Milligan isn't that like a like an Irish name? Right. Right. So I always thought like why in the world is Mike Milligan? Why is this a black guy? You know, how did he get this Irish? Cuz Irish people all
0: slaves. Just
1: but saying. then but then My the My last whole, name's
0: British. <laughs> yeah, right,
1: right. But he but you know, he was just an old boy from Kansas City, you know, part of Kansas City mob. If you think about the whole thing about this season, right. They talked about the youngest son going to the family of the enemies. And then you see kind of what happened to, uh, I I forget the, the son, the son that's with the fathers now that's looking over Satchel. I forget his name, but it's something Milligan. Yeah. So, so basically, you know, and he kind of became the father figure for Satchel as we can see. Right. So I think like, Basically, he adopted that name and he turns into Mike Milligan. And this is kind of like the preamble to season two. And 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 I think the chronologically it fits because this is in what I think this is like the 40s, right? No, the 40s, I think it's 1950. 50s? Yeah, the 50s. Yeah. And, you know, season two was in the 70s. So chronologically, it makes sense, too. Um, OK. But, yeah. Yeah. And then, that. you know, he ended up in Kansas City. That's where he's at right now by himself. After homie got picked up by the Wizard of Oz style tornado. Um, yeah. Yeah. If y'all are not watching Fargo, man, go go watch Fargo. And I'm talking to the listeners now. It's a amazing show that we've only talked about since the beginning of the time. But what what else you got in um, your chamber, Martin, that you've been watching?
2: Um, I started watching industry. Um, it's kinda like succession or billions, but like from like the intern level it's basically about these uh graduates that are in this uh intern program at a like major investment bank in uh britain. Oh, I'll that looks really good. Like yeah, it's, it's pretty decent. It's 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 like straight drama though. It's not really any comedy or any other genre stuff. It's just straight genre, uh drama, but it's it's pretty good. Where? I think uh Lena Dunham directed the first episode. Oh.
1: Interesting. I thought she was out of here. She uh, should be. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, you, so you've been uh, so so you, the things you've been watching is a nice little uh, homage to our HBO versus FX. Since you've been watching industry on HBO and then uh, Fargo on FX, I see the, the the rival is still going strong here. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we might have to revisit a part two of that. Yeah. Lazy rolled her eyes with the deathliest, the, the deafliest of rolled eyes. What you been watching, Lazy?
0: Um, so a couple of things. Um, shout out you to y'all for recommending Raised by Wolves. I really enjoyed that. Corey said he had things to ask me.
3: <laughs> um, it, it, you know, me and Martin talked kind of like it's, it's just so Ridley. You
1: yeah, know? it gets it super is, Ridley. I it think. is, and it, I, there's a <laughs> like, part of me that's yeah.
3: like, yo. Yo, this man just is determined to only make one kind of thing, you know. Long snake-like things are gonna come out of bodies, and 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 just I don't know. Like I, I just wanted your thoughts on it. Like, did you like it? Did you not like it?
0: I I liked it. It is very Ridley. I do agree with that. Um, but it, I feel like the execution here gets a little weird in the middle, but they bring it back around. So, mm. um. I have like chicken or egg questions about the planet that they're on. Um, were we there first? Where we? Is, are they? So the big question is like, are they in the garden of Eden when they reemerge in the tropical zone? And also obviously you have mother and father who are, who are like a parallel between like Adam and Eve, them trying to figure things out. And then like literally a freaking serpent shows up. So like,
3: you know, father <laughs> like, stayed so, getting disrespected yeah. though. Father. Uh, Your father some, stayed and disrespected. Yo, he got, I mean,
0: I'm definitely team father. Like yeah. literally the only decent person on the cast is like father. Like that's oh, yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe little Paul. I might give Paul like something. But like, you know, the 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 things that the, the the themes there, I mean, obviously it's sci-fi, but there's like existential themes and like biblical themes. And, you know, Martin was saying, <laughs> I like how like the Mithras are supposed to be Christians. And I'm like, isn't that like a Mesopotamian religion where they worship someone who walked on water? Just saying. Um, but then it's like also like uh, what do you call it when you when you worship the sun. Is it like Hellenistic? I'm not sure. But like. You know then they also are like worshiping the Sun and I'm like well is is the thing that they're worshiping the planet they're on there's so many things to think about and then two like themes about colonization like that show does so many things for me so I'm enjoying it <laughs> cool. I'm, I finished it obviously but yeah. you know I enjoyed it I, I
3: I really enjoyed it too and I think it's a it was kind of something different. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I was kind of... Even though it's very Ridley. So if you're a Ridley Scott fan, like you're going to be very familiar. But like from a television perspective, I found it to be very unique and different. And it definitely... It, it stepped out on a ledge, I think, in terms of that type of content. But uh, I really love the episode about how Mother was made. Um, that I thought that was a really, really dope episode. And um, I, I actually like the whole... How homie was anti religion and I guess he's finding religion now by faking religion. So like, I'm he, I find he that faked
0: religion, but then like he doesn't know it. what the voices are that are that are that are speaking to him. He's a fucking parcel tongue. The shit's it's wild. Yeah. So <laughs> Which what, I mean, what do you think is, that, is, a that
2: is Like, what do you think it is? What'd um, you say? What do you think the god is? Oh, I was asking lazy, Like, what soul? do you think the god is? Well, there are theories soul.
0: that the soul is the is the is Kepler. What is it like? Kepler twenty two B or whatever it is. is. 22B Yeah, yeah. Like so, like um, that. The core of Kepler is actually an AI, and that like the things that they're seeing on the planet are like manifestations of that AI, and so it's like. The computer it's it's and then it becomes iRobot when you think about it that way so like the planet is a supercomputer that's like humans are doomed to fail so let me kill them all um, <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm not exactly sure what it is but there's there's something leading them um and and people have clearly been there before so at some point we just don't know like how far into the past they are they were there um and something you know, killed those great serpents that were there. I just, I just always thought they were on the other side of the planet. Um, But yeah. th- now that we see things can like pass through the core, like, I don't know exactly what's happening. I just, I, I get all the existential themes, but if you want me to guess what's happening in the narrative, like we're going to have to watch. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, you know, like you said, the dude um, being an unbeliever, and then like even the mother them like lying to themselves so much at the point that they believe that they have some right to this son that doesn't belong to them I'm just like are we that's like colonization for your ass <laughs> yeah but on
2: I get it cause they spent like 12 years with this kid in like in like an AI program or something but that so. doesn't make that doesn't yeah, make him still... theirs it's like yeah, it's, it's like not...
0: very much like Europeans yeah. being like this is my land and I'm gonna fight for my own It's like your freaking land like you know what you had you what you did to get that land is like some heinous shit and then you're lying to yourself about like you love like loving it but that's what i I also think about it like people's relationship to pets like i was like yo like paul's a pet like you don't you don't love paul like you give some fuck shit to paul I, i
3: i like though that like i think that's what the show is trying to you know like the people that are the people that are the the people who are anti-religion are just as bad as the people who are religion, you know, like in the show. And then I think with him faking religion so much to the point that he finds religion. Like, I just I like the whole juxtaposition of everybody about how, like, you know, are you just as bad or are you just as the same? But it's wrapped up in a different package. So I, I just I, I like that aspect with everybody.
0: Well, they just want power. They're just following what they they believe will you know get them the outcome that they want, which I don't even think they know what they want at this point. Like
2: exactly, it's,
0: it's interesting. Yeah. Um, on another note, did anyone watch Utopia?
2: Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen Utopia. No. What did you
0: think about it, Martin?
2: I mean, it's all right. Like I, I've seen the British version though. So was the
0: British version better?
2: Yeah, it's it's better. I mean, it's just better from like a like it looks. They made it look look more like a comic book, like it's really saturated colors and like the direction is very specific to like what they were trying to do. Whereas here, I think they kind of just adapted the story and they don't really do a lot with like the cinematography or. So is
0: is Utopia based on an actual comic?
2: No, I don't think so. No.
0: Okay. I mean, I just, I like that, um, you know, Utopia has some parallels between what we're actually experiencing now and people's conspiracy theories and things like that. Um, I don't even want to say specifically what it's about other than, like, it's a, about a comic book that predicts bad stuff <laughs> that people are, like, you know, really invested in believing is real. mm and then you get to find out whether or not it's actually real and what the comic means, um, including and beyond their interpretations. But I would say this. I mean, like if you don't like gore and violence, like there's not for you is very violent and sure. very gory at times. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, but like to Martin's point, like I generally enjoy British television better. Mm-hmm. So I probably would um would go back and watch that where did you watch the british version because the american version of like amazon where's the british version
2: um shoot yes yeah, uh, some special places it's really hard to find well back back then when i watched it it was like extremely hard to find it, like when black mirror used to be like really hard to find mm-hmm. utopia was kind of the same way it's a channel Four show so oh it's it a was channel like, for
0: show. i i wonder if i can find it i'm gonna see what i can do well
3: you did you know it got canceled right
0: utopia, utopia
2: yeah
3: yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, it got canceled like go. two days
3: ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So looks like British is going to be the only version you're watching.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or is there more
0: than one season of the British version?
2: Yeah, I think there's a couple seasons.
0: Oh uh, well, I'll just pick it up in season two. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. That's
0: man a boo boo, I still win.
1: <laughs> Boy, that was pretty hilarious. Hey, man. But um, all right, well, y'all see y'all been watching a lot, man. I had the only thing I've been watching is <laughs> the show we we're about to talk about, and um. I tell you what's on my list, though, man. I I, I just haven't had time to watch it. Uh, HBO Max did sort of a docu narrative thing on uh, Tiny Heasy Coats. Uh, between oh, I watched that between uh, the world and me. Was it good?
0: It was very good. So um, shout out to Erica who joined us forever and a day ago um, on the podcast. My best friend. She like was staunchly against it. I'm not exactly sure why. It is the perfect balance between like somber and nostalgic and proud like there are so many things that you feel watching this show um uh and you know it's really like people reading excerpts from the book like different actors and like yeah. your perspective kind of changes and i'm gonna throw up like halfway through what i'm about to say but like he has like a uh, her name, like what is her name? Susan Galici, I think is her name from This Is Us. From, um yeah, Beth. I think she's a producer um, she, on it. She she narrates, she I am thinking they were at Howard around the same time. I know she was there with Chabot Bozeman, but um mm-hmm. there's lots of Howard, lots of Felicia Rashad, like lots of Howard. Right. But <laughs> um she narrates like the portion of the story that is like his love letter to Howard. Um mm-hmm. And it's just really dope. And I didn't go to Howard, and you know, I went to the antithesis of, of no, other the H.U., enemy, the real HU, <laughs> the enemy, the real <laughs> HU. I went to Hampton, yeah. but um, just the feeling of pride in your HBC your HBCU like really like permeates in that moment, and um, I really enjoyed that. But th- it was yeah. really good. It's not nearly as there are parts of it that are like. Tough, but it's not depressing. It's very like it's good.
1: Did you, did you read the book?
0: No, I I don't read. We've been over this. Oh,
1: okay, my <laughs> so, bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if
0: I was going to read a book, though, that's something that I would read because it's not fiction. Um, yeah,
1: it was. It was the 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 language of that book was. It was. He just, you know, I've never read anything that that he's done before. You know, before before reading this book and his language is very specific Mm -hmm. you know um uh you know he took. you know obviously he talks about howard a lot the mecca you know um Mm -hmm. um he just has a way of really reaching into the fabric of what america at least in this book of what america what it means to be black in america it's like it's like like putting his hand into like a teddy bear and pulling out the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, Mm -hmm. he's really able just to pull out the stuffing of the teddy bear and really show you this, you know, some of these, some of these ideologies and these things that we internalize, uh, and, and really just sort of conform to without even realizing it. He just does a very good job of examining that material in a way that's so non-offensive. Um, Not offensive to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not offensive. Well, even it's it's the things that he's he even, you know, yeah, maybe it's not offensive to us. Yeah. I I haven't asked the uh, like anybody doesn't
0: count because Corey's going to
1: agree with us. He's going to agree with (laughs) sort of if I could be somewhat objective. I don't. It doesn't feel like he's talking at anyone. It feels like he's just. You know how sometimes you talk to people uh, about experiences and just because of how they approach it, you feel defensive because of like how they approach it. It doesn't feel that way to me. Like I've seen and read stuff or been around things where it feels like you're trying to incite some sort of rage with somebody. But the way he expresses it, it's like you almost have no choice but to really listen. Um, I think that's how I I felt when I read when I read the book.
0: I think that, um, and listening to the narrative, you know, as I'm, I was taking my braids out, I was feeling super black watching that shit, but (laughs) like (laughs) listening to the narrative, there's one way, there's something that he phrases that I could see being offensive if you interpret it a certain way. And I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. But I think what you're connecting with is like you said, he's not talking at people. He's just telling you about his experience and the emotions that he went through, um, through each of those situations, there's one part where he talks about like a white woman pushing his son, and I was just oh, sitting yeah. there like so upset that you think that you have the right to touch my child, and I can't do anything about it because right. you will be believed before me. Like, yeah. Ugh, just that, made that me so was, upset. That was hard to book. That was. That but was, he keeps saying, yeah, it was difficult. He, but he keeps saying people who believe themselves to be white. And I was like, Mm. why is he saying it that way? And um, I thought about that a lot. There's a couple ways that I interpreted that. Like he um, maybe like they believe that there is importance in identifying as a white person, that that gives them some seat of privilege, even though they would not necessarily acknowledge it. Or he could mean that, like, you know, you believe that you're white, like, but race is made up. Like, so, like, what is the point in you believing that? Um, And then I thought, like, from, like, a Malcolm X perspective, like, racist language within the dictionary and how white is, like. uh, Pure and. Pure and innocent. And I was like, people that believe themselves to be pure and innocent. Like, I could interpret it that way. Like, you know. Being that I write myself, like I'm always like very intrigued by like the clever nature of how you can, you know, have uh multiple entendre, like in that yeah. way. And like leave it up to my interpretation. But like I fully I've never met Coates obviously, but I fully feel like if I spoke to him and I asked him what he means, he'd probably be like, Well, what you think I mean? Right, <laughs> so. right. Yeah, I so. I get that vibe
1: too. I get that vibe too. Did in in the in the movie do they explain what Tolstoy means? Tolstoys? Does do they ever talk about that?
0: I don't remember. I watched this like last week, and I've I've watched fifty years of TV between now and then. But right. I know how it made me feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just there's he just kept making this phrase of like that was my Tolstoy, or he it's just, it's just this phrase that he constantly repeated. Tolstoy is I, a I, writer. I, I don't
0: know if he's a playwright.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, with a little vague. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know if he was. A he's playwright.
0: a writer. He's a Russian. I know yeah, a he's a writer. Russian
1: something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't really understand the reference he was making there. And he used it enough times for me to realize that it was important. It's an important, you know, parallel there between what he's trying to say and what he's actually saying. And I, and that was the only thing that I couldn't grasp out of the book, but yeah, I'm excited to watch that just because I enjoyed the book a lot, but let's jump into this undoing. So, um, uh, First and foremost, let's get this out of the way, man. Does Nicole Kidman have some sort of a production deal or some sort of a deal with HBO where like all their little mini series about wild stuff that happens, she's just gonna be in it? Like is that is that her thing now? Between Was Liz she a Big... producer on this? No no uh, she might have been. She might have been. I can I'm see working. her because I know she's you know, Big Little Lies, um mm-hmm. this and isn't there another one that's on HBO that she's kinda part of? But not she, that
0: I can think of off the top of my yeah, head, no. but that doesn't mean that you're you're
1: wrong. Mm-hmm. I just don't. She just don't. seems to that you know she seems to have a good working relationship with HBO. Uh, I she see does. Nine, nine perfect strangers. I'm not sure if that's another HBO property that's about to come out, but um, um, but yeah, man, uh, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, The Undoing, the newest murder mystery from David E. Kelly. The man who bought us what? L.A. Law, and uh, and uh, what other stuff from the '90s did David E. Let's Kelly bring see. us?
0: That name is like ringing bells for me, and also not. David E. Kelly is known for L.A. Law, The Practice, Ally McBeal, and Big Little Lies. There you go,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, David E. Kelly is kind of like the uh, what's the the Aaron Spelling dude? He's like the Aaron Aaron Spelling. Who did like, a, he was like know, Saved T-R-O. by the Bell and Melrose Place and all those sort of like templated Aaron Spelling 90s. goes way
0: back farther than that. He did like, I think Aaron Spelling did like Fantasy Island. Like he, Aaron Spelling was that dude.
1: Yeah. Well, David E. Kelly's like the Aaron Spelling of murder. I guess it's like the best murder. way to put it. <laughs> yeah. a murder. That's, that's how I always think of him. Of murder. So, um, Aaron
0: Spelling did Charlie's Angels. Like, I'm tripping.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Spelling. I don't, is he even still alive? I mean, I don't, no, I don't have to go on an Aaron still, Spelling He's been tangent, dead a while. But he's got, because he was like a hundred back in the, the, Saved by the Bell days, so I'm pretty sure he's had to have passed away.
0: Yeah, he's 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 been dead probably yeah. a decade at least.
1: Yeah, it makes sense um so yeah man the undoing the newest uh mini series well probably not at this point the newest but uh one of the latest hit series uh limited release series that hbo put out about a uh a murder of a side piece <laughs> a murder of, is that is that how we is that how we describe this young lady she was the she was she a, was a mistress. mistress is that how you, I, did, I, I didn't know if that was the proper proper word for that she was a i guess i think that, that's
0: that, the formal term for
1: it she's a mistress mistress who uh ends up with a super mangled face and murdered and uh the light is now on uh the husband who is played you know, nicole kidman's husband who's played by hugh grant um what what got y'all into this out of curiosity y'all
3: okay. um, i meant uh the trailer I remember seeing the trailer like six months ago and I was like, that looks really cool. Okay. And, you know, you got Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman, Edgar Ramirez. Like, I mean, it just looked like it had a it had a dope
2: thing going on for it.
1: Well, how about you, Martin? Yeah, you were, um, you were into it early.
2: I had heard of it, but really, I just had nothing to watch and I just started watching it really. Got it. And
1: yeah, like I, I got into it just off of like social media response, man, it was, it was, it was wild. So many people I was following just started talking about it maybe Mm -hmm. after about two, two episodes in. And I was like, this, this is not really, it doesn't seem like the show that would hit with this much discussion. You know, I don't remember this much discussion happening for big little lies. You know, I don't remember this much discussion happening for like the night of, and some of these other, um, so, you know mini series based dramas that hbo had so i it was really rattling my brain while the undoing was getting so much attention so i that's what i think we're kind of in a t-
2: drought though like there's not a lot of especially this time of year like november december mm-hmm. most shows kind of like stop or end basically and there's nothing really to watch ah. so with this being something to watch and they grabbing you every episode it's like there's a little cliffhanger like oh could this person do it could that person do it so it kept people entertained it kept people hooked
1: yeah okay so you think this so you think the popularity of it is just a byproduct of like low supply <laughs> you know very, just...
2: yeah it's a very low supply
1: oh okay all right so i didn't put that together i thought you know, I, I didn't know what to think, what to make of it, but the response of it made me jump into it. And, you know, it had me on the first episode, I will say. You know, it was structured well enough to make me want to keep going. Um, um it, it I, I will say it kind of had a. There's something that's ha- that that this show and then like. um I would say sharp objects kind of had somewhat of a same feel to it. That in in Big Little Lies season two as well, where it's like it almost felt too commercially. Right. Like at a certain point, I was like, you know, it, it, it just it, it didn't feel the same. I didn't feel the same grit that I get from HBO. What this kind of felt like was that this was a property made for another channel. And then HBO was just like, you know what, let me jump in here and pick this up. That's how it felt to me. Did anybody else get that feeling?
0: No.
2: No. I mean, I, I, I kind of got that feeling. Well, not, not that specific feeling, but it like how it's kind of commercial or they're, they're really going for entertainment rather than like telling like I, a I, true story. I think I think definitely towards the end, like that towards that last the end of the last episode, I was like, this is kind of going off the rails a little bit. Yeah, I,
3: I can see what you're saying, though. Like it's it's a little bit more classical in its presentation.
1: Um, Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. Like, I mean, the night of has an edgier presentation. It has a a little bit more of a different approach. Where, to be honest, this felt like a long John Grisham movie. You know, like (laughs) you know what I mean. Like, and I'm not even gonna go into my thoughts about the the show as a whole yet. But yeah, it felt like a long. What what was that movie the client the client back in the day <laughs> you know what I mean like, you know i mean after a while you're like all right this is a this is a courtroom drama murder mystery there's nothing really to it yeah um, in terms of the presentation
1: yeah i it was for me it was missing that that layer of grit that i that i come to appreciate from hbo and i said sharp objects but i really don't mean sharp objects because sharp Did you objects you watch had sharp objects I did, yeah. Shop
0: R- Rjips was really hard to follow, and this was not. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, the the editing style, you know, it was just very like, um, I yeah, I don't know, man. It, the The editing of that just it kind of took me out of it. But the story seemed to be kind of okay. At a certain point, I just stopped caring. Like that show, I really, I think I got like three episodes in, and I was just like, I don't really care anymore. Um, so I, I sort of put it down, but I put this show in sort of that, that same category. Um,
0: this show know, probably but, felt really shiny to you just because the people in it were very opulent, I think.
1: I, yeah. Well, Hugh Grant. So I was I was saying this to Corey, you know, the, it did, the, the casting of Hugh Grant made a lot, made so much more sense in the finale than it did the rest of the show. I was spending a lot of time trying to figure like, yeah. Like it's something, and that's, that's probably exactly what it is. Hugh Grant being a part of it, it just didn't, you know. There is a certain connotation that comes with Hugh Grant, you know, sort of like the pulpy comedy, romantic, rom-com sort of feel, um, which he does very well. I think he's one of the best to do it in that space. And then it it, it really dawned on me. I mean, obviously, we're in the, we're in the realm of spoilers, right, from the beginning of the show. It dawned on me why they casted him when it came to the end because I was like yeah because you want to like this guy you really want to like you for me I really want to like Hugh Grant and it's hard for me to look it was easy to throw off the scent for me because it was Hugh Grant had it been like Kevin Bacon or something like that somebody that has a little bit more texture in that space of being a bad guy I probably would have I would have stayed on the course but I think I would have stayed on the course of where the evidence was pointing, but because it was Hugh Grant, I was so willing to go off that the empirical evidence of what was happening. Does that make sense?
0: Mm, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He, he can play evil and he, I mean, I can only think of one instance where I've seen him play evil before. And that was in like cloud Atlas and he wasn't talking a whole lot. Like, you know, Mm. he was just supposed to be like scary cannibal guy. Right. Um, But he didn't feel like, Hugh Grant and like, Love Actually or About a Boy, like, watching him from the beginning. So, he was still, like, giving you all kinds of, like, good feels because they, you know, they positioned it that way to, to kind of make you empathize with him mm-hmm. from the beginning. But, I mean, he also was easy to hate, you know what I mean? Because it's always the charismatic, like, guy that you're attracted to that like stomps on your heart. So right.
3: <laughs> or your face in this instance.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
1: With, with yeah, with a hammer. So so all right, let's talk about theories. So who who was right? Were any of you guys right, knew it was the it was him all along and stuck no, on that theory? I, mm, uh, see, I, I thought it was Grace.
3: A, uh man, I, I admit I was with you on the blonde, the yeah. the best friend that's who I thought. I thought it
0: was her too. Listen,
3: so before Trezy told me, I was starting to wonder why does this third string character getting so many close ups, yo? Like she was getting close up shots, she was right. getting transition shots, she got shots that made no sense for that character who had all of two lines, and I was like, yo, there's a reason for this. Yeah, like there's got to be a reason for this. And unfortunately there was no there were zero reasons. Um so
2: but well, that's I mean, who I the thought the whole The part she played was she basically told the uh the district attorney like to the form of questioning she needed to get Nicole Kidman to say what she needed to say. No, right. I get it. Yeah, I get her importance.
3: That, yeah. uh, I but I just I felt like she was in it a lot and it felt like a, there's a reason for that. I, I just well, there were just so many incidences. I was like, "Why are we looking at her? Why, why, well, she, why are we talking to her?" And it just felt kind of forced.
0: She's she kind of orchestrated things. She's kind of like somewhat of a puppet master. But so I thought it was her. But like you know how you know dialogue is always there for a reason. At the very re- at the beginning, um, they were like they're looking for her husband Fernando, and she says the husband it's always the fucking husband right so <laughs> okay. that like stuck with me the whole time so i was just i never thought it was fernando but it kind of stuck with me the whole time that she said that so i was like maybe it's him maybe it's her there was a point where i thought it could have been the son like there's a point where i thought you know um like you said that you thought it was grace like and maybe like, cause she was having, um, and me and Erica talked about this too, like she was having flashbacks to things that like, they weren't showing us in the beginning. Um, right. so they didn't like, t- they didn't like let the scene completely play out in one, at one time and it would, they would come back to it. So that made me think that there were more and more scenes that were going to play out that way.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was kind of wondering about that too, obviously, you know, why were they showing these flashbacks? Um, you know, with with grace, as you know, why, why were they given? Why were we seeing these perspectives from her perspective? Um, that that was sticking with me. I never thought it was the son at any point, either son. Um, I thought it no, was. No, I never
0: thought it was Miguel. I,
1: I heard I heard some other theories where people thought it was. You know, Miguel. You know, I I, I will say, you know, I will say this show did a very good job of creating fanfare in that way you know there was a lot of real opulent theories that were going on here (laughs) like you know and 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 I I definitely thought it was uh what was her friend's name Sylvia or something like that um yes that you know did did you guys pick up on this when he when when Jonathan was talking to his attorney uh what was the attorney's name
0: Haley. Uh, Haley Haley
1: when he was talking to her when he was in prison she was asking him about affairs and he was like, "Yeah, there was one other one," and th- he never specified what that other one was. But I, I automatically thought it was Sylvia. And I did too. And and and, yeah. and I tracked it back to when you know, obviously she took the case. Uh, when he he had the loss, you know, when he, he had the situation at his hospital. Uh, I guess she took the case up on that, and then it just the way she described it, it just sort of ended, uh, like just one day just. What do you,
0: do you
1: think leaving? she was telling the truth? I see, I didn't know. I you know, I I, I figured I mean I, I take everybody for their word in these things, right? Like, so I was assuming that she was telling the truth, but I was assuming that like um after she said that and then after he said there was one more affair, and then you know, he just kind of like treated it like it was nothing. I started theorizing that maybe she got jealous because he started getting more involved with uh with uh Elena. And, you know, she did it out of, you know, obviously out of vengeance of like, yo, I fell in love with, you know, Grace's husband. And then he ran off to this other thing. And then I started thinking about, you know, she had she had uh, the vantage point of dropping their kid, you know, dropping her kid off also to that particular private school that they were going, that everybody was going to. So she would have had some of the same perspectives as the son. Well, one term- of the
0: things you would have also noticed is at the beginning when Grace first is starting to be around, um and it was irking me that they call her Elena. Elena, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I think she was supposed to be either Portuguese or 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 Spanish. Either way, <laughs> Elena, not oh, Elena. right <laughs> true. True. her. The
3: actress is Italian, I believe.
0: Yeah, she is. Mm. But their last name Alves is very common in Portuguese culture. So, like Brazilian people are named Alves, and like. Portuguese people, okay, people. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> when she first started to be be around Elena, if you notice, like, Sylvia is giving her a lot of cues to, like, pay attention. So, like, I think she was wanting to lead Grace down to, like, your husband's fucking this girl. You need to pay attention. Like... Sylvia's like the uh, the one with like that's experiencing dramatic irony. She knows what's going on, but the other mm. two characters don't know what what's going on. So like if she was indeed um, his lawyer, then she knows that they have a child, that they like were sleeping together, that he was like inappropriate with her. Right. Um and that and, and that, that's why he got fired. She knows all those things. If you pay attention to their conversations early on before the murder, like Sylvie is always like kind of nudging Grace towards paying attention to Elena. Oh.
1: see that's uh, that that's stuff that's probably more prominent on a second watch, which I don't plan on doing with this show. <laughs> I didn't watch it twice. Yeah, it's just, not, I, I kind yeah.
0: I binged it kind of like I, almost I did like I half didn't watch of it, it early once. in the day, and then I watched the rest of it. <laughs> What would right. you
3: say, Corey? I said, I almost wish I didn't watch it the first time.
1: Damn. So let's you know, talk I, about it. I was that, very yeah.
3: disappointed. So I feel like it should be renamed The Waste of Time.
1: <laughs> I, I I wasn't, I, you know, I would say, but like, like three episodes in, I was like, yo, I'm on this train. I'm really rocking with this. And it wasn't until uh-huh. like the fifth episode where I was like, you know what? This this just has this has cheesy, like such a cheesy texture all over. You know, I felt like from the beginning, I said, man, this is kind of a really watered down, ridiculous, obscenely ridiculous version of the night of, you know. Um, So I, I didn't understand, you know, how HBO could just step down off of that off of that horse like that with, you know, the night of was an amazing was an amazing show to me. And this was just like that. But, like divided by two, and then exponentially like wild in in its presentation, uh, there was just so many things where I was just like, yo, this is so unrealistic, but maybe this is what happens in rich people's world, like that's this what I was going to say. Logic, I don't know if maybe. it was
0: realistic or uh, unrealistic or not. It's just an experience I couldn't identify with,
1: yeah,
3: well, maybe that for me, it's the presentation mm-hmm. I, I I feel like. It spent so much time trying to convince you that maybe someone else did it that it forgot to convince you that Hugh Grant may have not did it. Is that mean? Ooh, me- that's
1: a deep statement. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Think,
3: like
2: I think one of the creators said like when they were writing it, they were a few episodes in and they didn't know who did it. So that could be like an indictment on the show as far as like the reason why they, like, give all these looks to these other people is because at the time they didn't know.
0: Bro, isn't it based on a book, though?
2: Yeah. Oh, it is. is. So, like, how they didn't know who did it?
0: Like, the hell. They didn't read the book?
2: (laughs) Well, they might have wanted to change it or something like
3: that. I just, you know, like, I've told Treasy and uh, Martin, like, I'm fundamentally okay with him being the person who did it. Like, I'm not like, oh, that's BS. It's just that you spent so much time... And then the there's I don't know like I I'm not looking for a twist but what I am looking for is some form of investment on all sides. Like I was invested in the idea that he didn't do it, that maybe some, No, I'm sorry. I was invested completely in the idea that someone else did it, but I wasn't invested that he didn't do it. Like it so when when it's revealed it's like, "Oh, okay. Well, he he well, did duh, it."
0: That right. Like yeah. he did it.
3: Okay. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, you always know that he possibly did it you you can't be that silly and think that 100 percent. but i just like what i liked about the night of is almost all the way to the end of the night of i remember treasy you text me you're like do you think he did it and i was like i don't know right like i'm literally almost done with the show and i have no idea if he did it great if he didn't oh well but like you don't know and by the end i don't know man it just felt like a letdown and and it felt like an imbalance of 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 how to do the classic who done it,
1: right? What, what, what was the biggest twist in the show for y'all?
3: The kid and the hammer. Hmm.
0: And well, there no. Was so I'm much. sorry.
3: I take that back. Grace, Grace taking a walk in Harlem, which is pretty far away from where they lived, <laughs> I might <Yeah>. add. <laughs> so yeah. it took me a minute to connect that. Yeah. That she doesn't live near Harlem, so you were out here walking.
1: Yeah, just taking one of my strolls, and I'm, I'm, you know what I'm thinking to myself.
3: Thirty right, blocks. He was, out,
1: he was out smashing the junk. You was out just walking. Where was, where was, where was the son? What was he doing? Like, who was? Did they have a caretaker? They like. He I think just, he's
0: supposed to be like thirteen or fourteen.
1: Oh, Noah, you so small. I mean, that's still kind of like I ain't gonna say negligence, but I mean, we were talking about like the middle of the night, bro. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like. That's wild. I'm just taking one of my walks, yeah, through through Harlem. All right, I mean, yeah, I get it. it's gentrified and all that, but, but like, I think kinda, they lived. I mean, like they never Central really Park, say though. where they
3: live, but I'm not gonna. I would say probably not farther than the edge of Central Park, maybe.
1: They was on. A, they was definitely on the West Side. That's for sure. And I would say, yeah, I would say they like somewhere around the '70s, like '70 third 74th yeah. on the west side like maybe the 50s somewhere going,
3: in i would say as high as 90 maybe so you going on 40 blocks minimum walks
1: yeah that's wild g yeah
3: that's to wild, conveniently g. the one street in harlem like i mean harlem's not that big but it, i mean that's wild. the one one place you
1: went i don't yeah. know man that's a little wild they yeah they didn't really wrap that up and I wasn't satisfied with the answer. But gave
0: she did. That. Did she walk from home though?
1: She where said was she the, would. Where walk. was the
0: benefit? No, she said she went on a walk. Was she, did she start her walk from home? Because we just know. know that she walked after the benefit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. that's mm-hmm. that's a little murky for me, g a A little murky for the God.
0: Was yeah. anyone else confused about how much money the Alves family had?
1: I found myself wondering, like, how could they afford this school? Well, he was a, scholar. was like she a scholarship.
2: She had a studio. Would yeah, you she, say? I
0: she was a thought. Scholarship
2: I thought kid. the uh, yeah, because they have the whole they had the um, gala or whatever where they they pay other kids like tuition, right?
3: Yeah, and it's yeah. introduced in the beginning that um, yeah. the the woman she's like she's a parent. He's got a she's got a scholarship kid. Like I think they let her on the board to show. Okay, we let parents of scholarship kids in on the board too. Like they make it pretty clear that he's a scholarship kid. Well,
0: mm-hmm. they they made. I don't. They never actually say that though. And, yeah, yeah. Um, they say it
3: in the. They say it like right before she walks into the the meeting on the first episode.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. They 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 could afford an art studio for her though, so that was just kind of like confusing yeah. to me. That, she yeah, was, she she was selling art if she had if she needed space to create it, so it was like were they poor or were they not really poor like
1: yeah I don't know man that, that maybe that's he got a I
0: scholarship did. because he had cancer like I don't really know like well it's not i mean i wouldn't
3: f- think it's odd if they were middle class or lower middle class and and the kid had a scholarship i wouldn't i wouldn't see an art studio as odd to me
1: huh real estate in new york bro
0: correct like if i'm looking rented, at you like are you crazy the
3: studio
1: that's, Dude, what that's I,
0: more expensive that's not cheaper
1: mad expensive <laughs> renting commercial property well yeah. i know
0: but i mean like i mean it's
3: just not uncommon to see someone of uh in my opinion of middle class who is an entrepreneur and rents office space i mean that's so how i would interpret it if
1: if if the business was like a, was you know high foot traffic Cash business, we're talking about like a store or something like that. That would make a little bit more sense. But it's okay. like an art studio, yeah, like I a mean, very yeah. specialized, you, you kind of need right a there. you kind of need a little bit of money to do that. So you, you, yeah, to right. Easy's point, I'm am I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. It's, I mean, it's hard being an artist in general, but a starving artist in New York, that's a whole nother. You know, I'll what I'm saying she got. I'll,
3: I'll give you that, but uh,
1: yeah. maybe she has sponsors. Maybe you know, maybe uh Jonathan maybe she has a fellowship or she something. Was, yeah, you know, she she might have had a little. Little double well obviously she had a double life she might have had a triple life you know what I mean what I, what I
2: don't understand is Donald Sutherland's character cause there's like there's two instances where he says like he's gonna do something violent where he's like I'm gonna kill you if you hurt my daughter or, or he says to the detective something like well I'm gonna do something to you if you ever hurt my daughter and then there's a scene of him like staring at the uh, father from like the street Yo, I they keep that they keep like foreshadowing random. him as this like dude who probably did stuff when he was younger, but now like is rich and like will hurt people and he just never does anything for the entire show. So right. I think a, the yeah.
3: grandfather is a good example of like I think they spent so much time trying to to do cheap thrills to make you believe other people did it. And and, and so that's where I felt like the kid, the grandfather, they were cheap. It was like How can we quickly make you think something's up with him without thinking it through?
0: I never thought anything was up with Donald Sutherland. Um, I think that, you know, her father had had like this public persona of being like this respected, wealthy man who collects art. But like he also will fuck you up. And so like that duality is probably something that attracted her to her husband. And her father also saw himself in her husband. So that was more of the purpose that I saw the father serving more so than like to make you think that he may have done something um, to Elena. I never, I never thought that he did anything to Elena. I just thought that's like a, like a, what's the opposite of a little edible, like that Electra thing, like you fall in love with your father, like. That's I what
3: never, I, I never thought maybe that he physically did it, but maybe there's some dark underworld that he's involved in, or I mean, my, my brain started running thinking that he was just involved somehow, because that's what the show I felt like was trying to do. It was trying to make you, it damn near made you think a, a little boy murdered her. You know what I mean? Like, so I just put it in the category of like, well, this show is obviously gonna throw as many curveballs at me as it wants, so I might as well give it the respect and start coming up with some theories.
1: Yeah, well, but you know what? Let's rewind to Martin's point, though. I, I feel exactly what he was saying. This dude talked big shit. Okay, I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm gonna fuck that up. But homeboy was in your crib, man. The homeboy was in your crib with the murder weapon, man. You know, and and, <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 your excuse for not doing something is, you know, oh because you're my daughter and or whatever. Like it was just a lot of wolf tickets he was selling, man. And there was no, I didn't get the impression that you know, he would, he would get somebody messed up. Like there were like, if they, you know, they should have, all right. Mystic river, man, Sean Penn, right? Like that dude, you're not going to cross him. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like he's going to put some money on your head or he's going to put his hands on you, you know, and you feel that you, you feel that you feel that energy from him. Like, I don't care what my daughter's wishes are. You're like, she can't see what you are and I can. So I'm stepping in between this. He had none of that about him. He was almost he was actually cowardly, if you ask me, you know what I'm saying? Like he you know, he was very hell. He didn't waver. He felt like this dude did it the entire time. But you let this guy in a very close proximity to your family pretty much half the show. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like while making these very empty threats about what you would do if you find out XYZ happened, but this man is in your house. Like, it just doesn't add up to me. It, it, it it just goes. He
0: had too much to lose.
1: What though? What did he have to lose? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that part. I don't know. What did you want him to do? Not, not let the man just be in his crib. If he really, if you really feel like this guy has the potential to, to murder someone to be this deceitful to murder someone who has at this point put hands on you like there's so many things that this guy has violated for him to just allow him to be in the same proximity as his daughter and his grandson and you know and then swindle them out of 500 <laughs> nah man come on man that, that, nah, donald then, sutherland's character was B, was bs bro
3: and he put up the bail like put up the bail Yo, and I—I I don't know how bail works, but since he ran, I don't think you get that back. I don't. I yeah, don't that's know. a
2: lot of money for somebody you know did it. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm not so, giving two million you know for somebody if I know anybody, who did it.
3: If he got money to go on private helicopter chases at the uh, with the cops, then right. I think you're then two million is probably just okay. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, but but you know you know as well as I do. Well, at least the movies portray because I don't know any super billionaires or nothing like that. Just because they got billions, don't mean that they don't count their billions. You know, oh, like know, like the principle of somebody getting away with a couple of couple of m's, even though it's not nothing, is like, yo, I can't have my name out there looking like, you know, schmoozy yeah. who did it. I gotta yeah, put that's, some bread on
2: you. That's succession. He, the dude, he'll do it for a couple thousand. You, you see, <laughs> he's, I'm he's, he's screwing over people for a couple hundred, a couple, a couple thousand. You see, what I'm yeah. saying.
0: Um, yeah. back to what I was saying about him seeing. I think he felt guilty about his daughter's, like, attraction to this man that that reminded him of himself and, like, what a horrible husband that he was to her mother. So I think that kind of played into some of his motives. Um, And when I say what does he have to lose, he had a lot of money to lose. Like, um, you can't just be walking around smacking people. It's not even smart for you to be threatening them, like, verbally when you have that kind of money. And I, I think that that was more of a demonstration of, like, you know, generational things that you're doing that you don't even understand why, even when you're a fucking psychiatrist. So um, that was just my interpretation of that. I don't, I mean, like, I've seen plenty of people sell wolf tickets that they never catch, so. Yeah, I mean. That that's... didn't bother me so much. I, I, I think you were looking for him to be a gangster and he just wasn't that. Like, he just was talking shit.
1: But, th- with that, but I guess that's, there's certain things that, at that I guess at that stature, there's nothing stopping you from being what you're saying. You understand what I'm saying? Like, other than like, you're
0: not about that life. Like, I think you're. I think that you are. Like, these are not street people we're talking about. These are people with power who just fucking threaten people because they can, and people believe them because they're powerful because they have money. Like, how you know? Like, I'm gonna call the cops on you. No one will ever believe you. Like, people threat. People make threats like when they feel like they can. Right. When there's no consequence for you not. Keeping your your promise of your threat, like you know, your street. Do you threaten somebody? You better do the shit, because if you don't, then you a pussy, right? It doesn't matter with him. He gets what he wants. He moves on. Like he doesn't have to act on any of that.
1: Well, then that then that makes the act of the 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 act of putting it out there is just it's some
0: privilege shit. Like you understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. But also from a father's perspective, though, and maybe maybe it's just because I'm not old enough to have grandchildren. Um, I just don't I, st- I still don't understand the proximity, like guilt and all of that aside. I don't understand how this man had so much. Reach into your space in between. He's wanted for murder and the trial, you know, when well, you have such a heavy, a heavy. Opinion that this man did what they Accused him of
2: well to be fair He was most of the time I think Jonathan was staying at the At his house he wasn't staying with um, Donald Sutherland I, I think they only got together For like lawyer stuff really Or if there was like an emergency but Most of the time he wasn't I don't think he was Sleeping at Donald Sutherland's house Oh you
1: just reminded me And he hired the lawyer Oh my oh, star yeah. This dude, for somebody who didn't like somebody, he went he went a long way. He went a long way for somebody who don't like somebody.
0: I think he I think he was helping his daughter and trying to give her say. the kind he, of peace of mind that she wanted.
3: Yeah. She wants him, well, I don't know. That's debatable what she wanted, whether him to be free or guilty. But I at the end of the day, I think he he wanted to help his daughter and achieve whatever goal that she wanted to achieve with this.
1: Oh, I'm I'm gonna file that and I'll I'll check back with y'all when I have grandkids but, category. But
0: also I don't too, even know if it's about grandkids. I just know myself as a as a teenager and like a lot of women that I observe. Your parents tell you to stay away from a dude, you run farther towards them. So
3: Also too, it, I could see could where extension of that. even if he believes he's the killer, I think he's smart enough to know that this affects his daughter. So if I've got the money, the means and the power to make sure that no matter what I believe about this case, if it's handled in the best way that I think is possible, then I've done the best for my daughter. You know, I'm going to I'm going to give the money. I'm going to get the lawyer. I'm going to get the best lawyer. I'm going to spend the most money so that I can say that I helped my daughter. I, You know, I think mm. I, that's where I would put it in a category, regardless of what he thinks, because he I, I think, it you know, because what he had a public defender. You know, Mm -hmm. I think he was like, nah, you know, that that looks bad on the daughter, too. So,
0: well, I think he was just trying to save her from whatever she was afraid would happen to her, like save her from like not having to give up her life, her position, the things that were important to her. And just to have this be the thing that follow her around and defined her, just like how he was saying at the end, like, this is not my legacy. He didn't want that legacy for his daughter either.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Where do you stand with that, Martin? Um,
2: yeah, I guess I guess he wanted to be in the position where she could never say he didn't like do anything for her, basically, I mean, he has all this like uncredited. Um, like he wants to help his daughter he wants to provide he still wants to feel that uh fill those shoes i mean, and at the same time, if he is similar to Jonathan and if he is that type of like sociopath. Then he really he really just wants her love. He really just wants her affection and wants her to like look at him like she always did. She always has. So I think he wanted to be in a position in the moral high ground of like I did what I'm supposed to do, even though I think this is a terrible decision. So she could never like
1: resent him for that later on. Hmm. All right. I'm rolling with three people thinking I'm rolling with it. So, all right. So the 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 murder weapon was a big, you said was a big uh, twist for you, Corey. What, what what was a big twist for you, um, uh, Martin or Lizzie?
2: Uh, probably the Grace when she first got interrogated. I think it was like, how do you not know any of the any of this stuff? And they were just dropping like bombs on her left and right, and she just had no clue whatsoever.
1: When. When she, what do you mean when she took the stand?
2: Well, no when when she first got interrogated, I was like, oh, that that kind of interested me. When um they told her that uh he was cheating or whatever, mm-hmm. and I, what I forgot what else they told her, and then they showed her like the picture of her being um her being on the street and at the near the crime scene at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think those those are probably the two biggest twists for me.
1: Be cool. Okay, for for you, Lizzie was there ever a moment where you were like, "Oh my god!"
0: Oh, like constantly. The way they structured the end of each episode kind of left me like, "Well, what the fuck's gonna happen?" It made me very glad that I did not watch that shit in real time because it'd been extremely frustrating for me to have to wait a week in between. Um, definitely for me, the murder weapon. Um, just because we spent a whole lot of time like seeing things from Henry's perspective. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, okay, why are we looking at things through Henry's perspective? There must be something significant here, right? We know now that it's like misdirection. Um, Also, like when she was on the stand and she was like quoting all the stuff that Grace had told Sylvia, I was like, God damn, that's horrible. Like that was was a lot because I didn't think... At first, I was kind of like, well, did she share that on purpose to sabotage herself? Like, mm-hmm. what exactly is happening here? Um, so I thought that that was like an like an interesting device there, like to make me say like, okay, is she sabotaging him on purpose or was she just talking too much or um, did she do this? And that's why she is like so willing to testify, like, you know. Like right. like the common narrative.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. So,
0: um, you know, I was just kinda like, hmm. What's that what's going on here?
1: So so but you but you at some point you realized that th- that that was an orchestrated uh attack, right? Like
0: to- uh it's, yeah, I did when she when she was like making eye contact with Sylvia and shit, and I was like, Oh yeah, they uh, they did this. But gotcha. I knew that they were in, I knew Sylvia and the, um, the prosecutor were in cahoots at the bail hearing because they were like winking at each other and shit.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't understand that. Like it, it, it didn't dawn on me that they were, that they had, I mean, it, I knew they had a relationship, but I didn't know what that relationship was until, until the end. And I was like, oh, got it. Okay. But you know, I, for me, well, man, I felt- I, she
0: knew he was guilty the whole time. Sylvia knew he was guilty the whole time. So she right. was like, I'm going to make sure this goes the right way. But I also want to, like, not betray my friend until, like, you know, I have to keep her trust so that I can get as much information as I can from her to be able to, like, report back so that, you know, things go the way that they should. She just, She knew he was a piece of shit.
1: Well, then that puts her in a really good friend category to me, man, whereas, like, you know, it, you know, it's very tricky, those situations, when you know, like, a significant other is kind of trash. It's very tricky, man, because, you know, I was just having this conversation with my wife. The other day you know it's like if you depending on how that person has reacted to information that you've given them before you kind of formulate whether or not it's worth giving that information this go around
0: so, well she she wasn't supposed to and it's surprised like that was like ingenious on his part like i'm gonna hire her best friend as a lawyer so that like if she does learn something she can't fucking tell her uh, like yeah. if it comes through the legal system, like and it and it lands in her lap that like something happened, like I can still keep it a secret because she's she's not allowed to tell her.
1: Right, right. That is that was kind of genius. Like looking back at it,
2: I think he's just sloppy and he just went for the first lawyer he knew.
3: Yeah, to I was me. gonna <laughs> say because <laughs> he,
2: he's got kind of sloppy. That, he's been sloppy like the entire show. Yeah. he was
0: cheating and had a whole ass baby and yeah. his wife didn't know. I'm just saying he wasn't so sloppy.
3: Yeah, I can't. I don't know because like. It, if you got another lawyer they would have to keep their mouth shut too and why not go get a lawyer that doesn't know your wife
0: because because the her friend her best friend's a lawyer and has access to the court system so the fact that there even was a suit to begin with is something that she could tell her if she was not his lawyer
1: i see what i see what lizzie's saying
3: I don't. I, I don't understand what what's the benefit of telling the best friend?
1: Because because once you hire her
3: she legally can't talk binding, about it. she
1: can't talk about it. But Was she has fuck? but but if you hired somebody else, she still has access to the court system so she could find oh, right. out in a roundabout way and then say something. Yeah. I, they pass
0: yeah. they're passing each other in the fucking hallway at that point. So it's like, Oh, your niggas at the fucking courthouse mm. <laughs> Like Wait. but she she can't talk about it, like
3: but- to me, that's sloppy. That's risky. Like, why Why hire someone that has to... <laughs> why hire someone that has to remember that they're a lawyer and remember that they can't say anything, which is risky because they could they could break the law and actually tell.
1: Right. But lawyers practice not saying n- anything
0: all the time. Yeah,
1: and I guess in that case, she would lose her... You know, she would be disbarred, maybe. I don't right, know the she has something is. to
0: lose. I mean, it's unrealistic, sure, but, like, she'd be disbarred. She can't even tell... Like if he comes to her, she can't even tell her tell her best friend that like he came to me, like which is exactly what happened. Even if even if she wasn't hired, like she can't like she can't do that. Yeah, it puts her in a position where she has something to lose by talking.
1: Yeah, she now she's got
3: a. You just don't like
0: it. I'm just gonna accept that you don't like it, Corey. Well,
3: I don't because (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. Like
0: it does make sense. You just don't like it. (laughs) No,
3: it's risky. It's it's way more riskier than hire than to me than just hiring a random lawyer on the street. Okay.
1: Yeah, oh. I, I see a case for both sides I, I, I am going to lean in Leezy's category though I, I see <laughs> like with that telling of it it becomes a little bit more methodical a little bit more mm-hmm. genius it definitely goes into the column of this guy's. you know he was very he was a little bit more calculated than we gave him credit for right. I, I had nobody found the murder weapon which I don't understand why he just I mean they were at a beach house he could have just threw it in the water oh go he's not. he's not <laughs> as methodical as you think He's a, he's an idiot do you, and, you and think
3: the he was hiding?
0: Said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you th- do you think he was hiding at the at that beach house the whole time? Did he lie about saying he like got, got a motel? Like she would have seen that on the fucking credit card. Like I think he was at that beach house house the whole time.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure because she was hearing noises throughout the whole. You know, she was hearing right. noises before he actually appeared. You know, so yeah, I think she even even she had a vision of seeing him like at yeah, the water. I right? remember yeah. it was
3: like up. He was up on the second floor or something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, he he was probably there the entire time. So, I just don't understand why he just didn't throw the hammer in the water. But I guess that makes too much sense. Maybe he was... Because the
0: hammer's not going to fucking wash up. You know
1: what I'm saying? It's maybe like, he
0: thought they would drag the... I don't know. Like, that was
1: stupid. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe he has some sort of sentimental attachment to it because of the situation. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, um, yeah, th- to me, I felt like they played...
0: Huh? <laughs> he could have thrown that shit in the Hudson.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying, fam. Like he's he was wilding for that one, and and I'm glad that uh, that Haley called him out on that too. Like you know, the, the, this shit was only able to happen because you didn't get away with you know you didn't throw the murder weapon away. Um, I felt like that they blew their wad on the fifth episode. They played the big Joker too early, um, with uh, the Skype conversation with his mother, and 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 when, when you know the the conversation of what actually happened came out i felt like that was the biggest joker um a big oh shit moment and even still in that i still thought you know that sylvia was the was the killer but um i thought that was a really good moment you know this story that sort of permeated throughout a a few different episodes of a dog ended up being his sister and when he first told it and he was crying about it man i tell you man that's I understand the casting of Hugh Grant so much more now because the evidence was completely right. And then even the title, like the undoing, even though I know it's derived from uh, a, a, a book, but they spent so much time just throwing the scent off him. And he was a perfect conduit for it, man, just because of how I'm constantly introduced to Hugh Grant in films. Like he just doesn't seem like that character. So I thought that was brilliant casting, on getting him to play this particular character for that reason it was easy it was very easy for me to believe that it wasn't him after a certain point now i feel stupid i kind of feel like nicole kim and you know like oh my god it was right in front of me the whole time but, oh also the the book wasn't called the undoing Just oh it back. wasn't
0: yeah it was um, called you should have known
3: yeah you should have <laughs> known
1: which was... is probably even more fitting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that got to be
0: frustrating when you get to the end. you like, bitch, you try to play me. It's
1: yeah. All the time. So, I'm, so I'll, I'll give I'll give this show an A-plus in that category because out of us four, we all thought it was somebody different than one who it really – I mean, at some point I'm, I'm sure we thought it was the father, but uh, I, I think when we threw out our hard-nosed conclusions, it wasn't him. So I, I, I got to give an A-plus. In that category, for that, because that is kind of hard to do in this day and time, um, when everybody's a you know internet detective, man, and uh, and you know we're we're looking at stuff like how many close ups a character's getting, <laughs> like <laughs> you're, you went mad forensic on them, like post forensic, um, you know, for them to hide that right underneath our nose was pretty good. Oh, um, well, overall, how did
2: how did you and Lizzie feel about the end? Because I know Corey he he really hated it,
1: but yeah i mean to me it was it was completely underwhelming um i would i would say i will say that i was very frightened for noah jup's character for a good portion of that once we realized it was him um i was very much frightened for their son but in terms of the ending i was i was i was very much underwhelmed um by the time they put him in cuffs i was like oh that's that was very anticlimactic
3: and then and, and then it just faded off into the sunset. And...
1: Yeah, it went to credits right after that. Yeah. I was like, oh, whoa, okay, no, we're not going to tie up any loose ends. We're not going to we're not going to give any summation of how anybody feels about this, or you know how they pick up their life from after this. We're just going to go to credits. I even like sc- clicked the little scrubber thing and went all the way to the end. Yo, and you made did sure there too. Wasn't like...
3: I was like, yo, is there a, s- a credit scene? <laughs> something? <laughs> <Like a post-credit laughs> Can scene? I get a Marvel mid scene? Like. Yeah, Yo, was I was nothing. mad, Treasy. I wanted to text all of y'all. I was mad, man. Yeah. I was right
1: along with you, my brother.
0: Um, it definitely fell apart at the end. Um, I was just hoping that he was gonna jump or they would kill him. Like, um, I didn't want to see him just like go to prison. Like, I guess people feel like you get away with something when you die, but like, nah, like I wanted to see the cops actually shoot his ass. But but um <laughs> Especially cause he kept like intimidating his son that way it was frustrating me um I enjoyed the ride just when we got to the destination I was like bitch this is it <laughs> yeah. like um just because I said the way that it was structured and it kept leaving on a cliffhanger and I was like okay well what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next but I do agree with you also Treasy like I felt that way up until like Noah Duke finds the hammer and then I'm like now nah, y'all just bullshitting like <laughs> yeah. Um, now nah, yeah, I just bullshit. Like I know I pressed the digitation. Like I know what's going on here, like
3: <laughs> I don't know. But I I I will say this even though I hated the ending. Like I enjoyed ep- episodes 1 through 5. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed the ride. Mm-hmm. Um but that 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 ending was was awful. Yeah.
1: It seems like we're pretty unanimous in that cuz that, that's pretty much exactly what Lizzie just said. Is that how you felt too, Mark?
2: Um, I I think I'm, I'm a little bit more mixed on it cause yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a good ending, but I think it does like track back. Like when you look at, um, Jonathan as a character, like you could, you could like look through the whole series and see like where he was like being a sociopath and you can see uh-huh. his motivations. You could see like the way he treated and loved his family was never really love in the first place. It was more like he wants people to, um, Love him or show him attention or be dedicated to him really the mm-hmm. entire time than it is like him actually loving and caring for his family so right and I think that the ending kind of showed that but um yeah I still it still definitely left a bad taste in my mouth
3: as I, far as I, I just think the night of did this way better way better yeah
2: way 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 better, better.
3: way <laughs> way better. That's-
0: we probably feel that way because we could relate to the characters in the Night of more because they felt like people we might know.
1: Yeah, um, it, nah. it could be part of that. I think I, I I just think from a from a sheer mystery perspective of mm-hmm. like, um, you know, uh, I want to say Adnan. I forget his character. I forget his name. Um, I don't
0: know either. I want to call him Adnan, too. But Riz Ahmed, I don't remember what, he was, <laughs> yeah. what his name was. Now I have to look it up.
1: Um, but yeah, just, you know, I, at some point I never felt like he did it for real, but I, I always was like, man, the explanation for what happened is wild. Whereas like, at least, you know, that kind of, that kind of, wh- by the time we saw the crime scene, you know, the way we were introduced to Reza Ahmed's character and that.
0: His name was the, Nas.
1: His name was Nas. Oh, damn. I should have remembered that too. <laughs> the, the, the way we were introduced to his character in juxtaposition of what the crime scene was. I said, yo, I don't think he did it, but if he did, I gotta see what happened, number one. And number two, if he didn't, I gotta see what happened because that crime scene was so heinous in comparison to who he was. It was just such a huge contrast. So it wasn't really that I related to the character. It was, I think, that the mystery of the crime itself, I was invested in it way more. But by time, like, yeah. uh, go ahead.
3: No, I was saying that's, to me, what the beauty of The Night Of is, is that they keep the mystery always at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And and even in, when you look at the way they presented the show, they never show you what actually happened. Right. Um, And I'm a firm believer that The Night Of is supposed to be watched uh, from the perspective that you're a juror. um, Mm. Because that's how I interpret the show, is that you're supposed to watch it from the perspective of like, your jurors are presented information and they literally have to sol- they have to come up with who done it just like how when we watch these tv shows we we are presented information and we come up with our own who done it you know except in real life it it matters
0: <laughs> so yes.
3: i think the night of is a great example because they never do a flashback they never they never show you what happened and they kind of tell you who they think did it but even that is a little on the vague side um, towards the end there. But right. they never show you. And and the fact that the jury came back as a hung jury, I think is allowing the viewer to always have an open interpretation of what happened. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't like about that was how his, his lawyer became like his drug mule like within like 10 minutes. But <laughs> other than that, I, I think it just it, it played the mystery so much better.
2: Yeah, and I guess also with the characters, like at the end of the night of it's like Nas is institutionalized. Like his life is like forever changed. There you go. So you're just like, damn. And at the end of this, I'm just like, Nicole Kidman is I mean, she's kind of traumatized, but
1: she's still Nicole Kidman. Yeah, they're so, gonna get on the helicopter, they're gonna go back to the west side. And they're gonna
2: <laughs> they're gonna go get some ice cream or you know what like, yeah, Avocado yeah. toast. Yeah. You
1: know, but what like, I mean? yeah, and I think that- I don't think that's phone? fair. Yeah. Well, they didn't give it, they didn't let us know. <laughs> So we're, so we're forced to make these conclu- like we're forced to make that conclusion I think that's part of the problem too is that you know it's like this big thing and then the resolution the resolution was what it was and then the credits roll and it's just well, like I think, oh. I
0: think that you know they just escaped the this, this sociopath but I think it's unfair to say that like they get to go back to, to their life I don't think that they do get to go back to their life I think that um, Henry and Grace are forever connected to a murderer that's what people will know them for and their life absolutely does change and then like henry experienced like such not only the trauma of of his father having uh, committed such a horrible act his father like toying with his life in front of his face and then like threatening to kill him and kill himself in front of his face like i don't think it's fair to say that they get to go back to their life of course they're not poor all of a sudden but they're they definitely experience like trauma and like um but their their trauma looks different than Riz Ahmed's trauma, like like you said, Martin. Like it looks completely different. But I don't think they get to go back to being happy, like right after that. I feel
3: like I I have two theories. I think this is a TV show that really had ten episodes, and they just said screw it, and didn't put them out.
0: Or like, we didn't need ever- them.
3: Yeah. Or do you ever hear stories about how like Steven Soderbergh's first edit was like five hours long and they had to cut <laughs> it down? <laughs> Yo, this this is like a movie that was from some director. Well, what's her face? Um, Bird Beer. Yeah. Me, yeah. And uh, it was five hours long and they were like, you know what? Why don't we turn it into a TV show?
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's what It feels like. Yeah. I mean, to and Lizzy, I, I think I mean, your point makes you make a lot of sense with your point. But I, I think that's part of the problem with this show is that we, we I don't, honestly, I don't feel no sympathy for this family, man. You know what I mean? And, and, mm. and I, I just didn't, man. Like I just didn't, I, I'm, I understand completely the weight of what happened. I feel absolutely no sympathy for this family and I don't, and I can't explain why I didn't.
0: Cause they you were know? privileged
1: maybe man i mean maybe they were they
0: were the most privileged of the privileged. like they experienced like pretty much every facet of privilege that you could experience experience and and like you know the husband's so heinous because he does it at the at the expense of people who are actually marginalized so
1: so he's gross
0: but like i don't i don't necessarily feel like um, just the way that they were able to move in, in this situation like I, it, it, it just feels foreign and I, that's probably why you were just not connecting with them. That's what I was saying like that's part of like you can relate to people and, and, and experiences that you might see yourself having, whereas like I don't see myself having this experience.
1: Uh, Part of me wants to agree with you, but the other part of me, I know that there's a movie out there that has done it. I don't, I I can't put that onus on me. I think that's not, I think that's not our responsibility to decipher whether or not we can relate to this person. I think that's the job of the filmmakers to make you relate to these people. Maybe you're
0: not supposed to.
1: Okay, well, then then they succeeded. And And I think that that's part of, then that's part of the disconnect for me as a viewer, right? So it's like... So what was the point, right? If you don't want me to connect to these people, if you don't want me to feel sorry for these people, what was the point of this whole thing?
0: You could, you still feel feelings about how they were moving through the world and whether or not it was realistic or something that you could see for yourself. You still have feelings around that because we just had a whole conversation about like a privileged dude threatened somebody and you expected him to act on. And I'm like, fucking rich people do that shit all the time. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, you felt feelings. It, um, you
0: understand what I'm saying? Like, I think you're still supposed to have an opinion about these people, but not, you don't have to like them or feel so, or or empathize with them necessarily.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, shit, then they're, and I'm not. A, I'm
0: not saying I empathize with them or I think that they like are great people. I just. I just was saying they are still people, like and the very human portions of like how they were affected are still there, even though they're extremely privileged.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a very. That's a, that's, a, that's. what makes you you, right? Like you. You, you, <laughs> you care even when it's. You know what I mean? Even when it's not in relation to you. So. So. I, you know, <laughs>
0: shout I out to all the people that. who think I'm racist <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I appreciate you for that but in the filmmaking department as a viewer they get an F for me you know in that particular that particular sense um, damn there was something I was going to say in relation to the to the to the ending of that and it really just escaped me oh My bad. The, it, by the time they got around to showing the actual murder I was just yeah it just made so much sense like the like how it went down made sense and i think them showing that it just it demystified it for me yeah it just demystified it for me but i i don't think it was you know i think it was more to illustrate how much how much of a sociopath he was you know um
0: sure um so he didn't he killed her to protect his image like that was crazy but i'm like you had, he had already lost so much because of his decision to fuck with her in the first place like that was that was weird to me. And then, like, the fact that, like, he hesitated. Like, he he hesitated before he killed her. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Like, that was weird. <laughs>
1: well, but he was, but the thing was, so, hey, listen, man, and I'm not victim blaming here, right? But the thing was, he was on his way out the door, right? He was on his way out the door, and she attacked him with the hammer. And then he, sn- like. Out. He
0: snatched it from her. Yeah. and then he hesitated and then he cracked her ass across the head and after he killed her he kept fucking smashing her skull
1: yeah oh no 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 he was no he was definitely off the chain he was right? in
0: a rage like
1: yeah well like
0: but- he he definitely hesitated there's a moment where he and cuz i was like is he going to do it is he going to put it down is something else going to happen i noticed he hesitated long enough where you could see him thinking am i going to kill this bitch yeah i'm going to kill this bitch <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah
1: but she opened that door, though he just walked through it. That's all I'm saying.
0: But see, I also wow, had an opinion Shreepy.
1: about. I had an opinion I, we, about when
0: we finish talking. You and I are gonna have a conversation about why that's <laughs> bullshit because you've been attacked and nobody uh, yeah.
1: died. No, no, but listen, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's justified. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It demystified it for me. Like, I like it made. He him could al- he
0: could have punched her in the face. Like he could have smacked the shit out of her. I'd have been perfectly fine with that. Like he could have whooped her ass. But like he fucking her skull yeah, like that yeah completely i'm not
1: taking that away i'm just saying that like putting that part of it in there it, it just it just completely t- it 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 took a little bit of sociopath off of his off of his jacket to me you know what i'm saying because it, it like there it was there was a clear cause and effect he just the effect of it he took it over the edge but there yeah. was a clear cause and effect
3: that's what i was gonna like piggyback on i was like I felt like the show was trying to set him up that he's like a closet psychopath, and he's you know been hiding the fact that he you know is this murderous violent person, but it feels like he just snapped and yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm I'm not justifying his actions by any means, but I felt like it 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 didn't set him up as a psychopath it's, right. it it tried to set him up as a psychopath, but what he actually did I don't know. Like, I, it didn't connect for me either. See,
0: I don't think he was ever supposed to come across as a psychopath. He was supposed to come across as a sociopath, and he definitely does. Yeah. I think they definitely, like, accomplished making you understand that, like, what he was doing was something that the way he was operating and how far he was willing to take things was someone who was operating without any sense of remorse.
2: Yeah, that's I still don't get why he was with her after she. Got him to lose his job, like
3: yo. I didn't even think of that till now, but that just makes me. I I, I don't know. Snappers man. be I,
0: snapping, the,
3: the yeah. uh, I guess, <laughs> man. Uh, p- right. Vagina will do crazy things. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe she was,
1: maybe she was all that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, she might have been just as sociopathic as he was, man. One you know?
0: thing that I've noticed about she was, and one thing that I've noticed, um, about men that men will never admit men thrive off that chaos shit like men love a crazy bitch y'all love a crazy bitch and it's like oh crazy bitch stay away from me but like Wha- the woman could be completely crazy i've I've seen my friends do it like the woman could be completely like showing all the signs of i'm a fucking nut basket at the gate and i like they'll uh, i've had a friend like describe a situation to me and i was like yo she's crazy but like she's doing shit that he likes but I'm like yo you don't think that that's a little off and then he told me something I was like yeah she probably crazy though and then like when she snapped I was like I told you the bitch was crazy like <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah but I like that shit I'm like alright well we men get, gravitate towards
1: we, we gonna have this conversation women. we got had this conversation one day um of how much how much bad rep men get for like we never like the way you phrase that. Never at any point in that conversation did you ever feel like, yo, men are just they're like they're just they're just nice and nurturing. Like never, <laughs> it never crossed your mind that, that, you know, maybe we too sometimes feel like, yo, this this, this action shouldn't define this person. You know, and I think that's a real thing, too. You know, I don't I don't think it's necessarily that we just gravitate to it. I think sometimes I mean, that we like maybe we don't some we don't summarize people by this uh, one specific action or, you know, we justify it just as much as the next person. Um,
2: I get it to a point because, I mean, when it comes to like physical harm or maybe somebody killing your car, maybe destruction of property, people will put up with that. But, yo, if you're losing your job, like. And a lot of money, and you got to go to your father in law for like a payout, and you still like smashing them. I'm like that—that yeah, that is wild.
0: Yo, I just thought about it. That's why she had money for a fucking studio. <laughs> That's what
1: I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, that—that that was she had a lot of sponsors, man. And
0: I, no, he—he—he he,
1: he, he was the sponsor.
0: He was the sponsor when when he had to give the payout because it, they sued the hospital. Like, damn. Dude. That's how she could afford the studio. I'm done. Dang, we just <laughs>
1: uncovered the whole mystery. <laughs> Dang, we un- we undid the undoing. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We're gonna drop it off here. Okay. Uh, that's a hard yes, I guess.
0: Yes. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Y'all right. can't see like me enthusiastically shaking my head like yes. No <laughs> nodding, yes. Let's do that.
1: <laughs> well, the undoing, man, HBO uh limited series. If you listened to this before you saw it, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you had no business doing it. You didn't listen to the to the spoiler warning at the beginning. Um, uh, but uh, hopefully, HBO keeps making these sort of properties that are easy to pal- uh, you know easy to digest and and uh, th- that we can talk through in this way. So uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. You know the routine. Follow us on socials, Instagram and Facebook at kinda movie critics, K I N D A movie critics. Uh, or on Twitter at Kinda, K-I-N-D-A, Movie Crits, C-R-I-T-S. And uh, remember, we call ourselves Kinda Movie Critics because we kinda are and we're kinda not, just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On-Ear Network production.